0: you are listening to rewire with susan the podcast where we break down concepts and software development in just a few seconds and discuss both technical and non-technical skills that will propel your journey as a developer ready
1: set go here's your host susan hello there you're welcome to this week's episode of rewire with susan Today, I have some interesting people with me on the show, a lady and a gentleman. I choose to be quite melodramatic about introducing them because they are really amazing people and I am quite excited to have them here. With me on the podcast are Tolu Komalafe and Steven Sunday? Taloo is a software engineer at Carter. She has been in software development for about seven years now. She is an advocate of mentorship in helping accelerate growth and currently mentors professionally through Formation.dev. She's also an advocate for diversity in tech, focusing on how women in tech can be better supported. In her spare time, she does craft she does Maga, watches soccer and loves to dance steven sunday is an engineer at ping pong he has worked at different companies in the united states and nigeria as a senior software engineer and team lead apart from his love for computers he really enjoys soccer he considers himself a trained therapist he's also interested in astronomy reading massage therapy tv shows and arguments about trivial things welcome you guys and <laughs> really Excited to have you here. Today, we'll be talking about something that a lot of people struggle with and is particularly a bigger struggle in tech, and that is imposter syndrome. I bet everyone listening has an idea of what this is about. Imposter syndrome is having a feeling of unworthiness or inadequacy about your achievements, even when there is clear evidence of your success. It's like finding yourself at Meghan and Prince Harry's royal wedding and wondering how you got there, and you keep looking over your shoulders to be sure, some muscular man is not coming to drag you out.
2: When was the first time um, that you felt like you had the imposter syndrome?
0: I would say my very first day at, um, Andela, and that was the right. camp.
3: So right.
0: picture this, um, about 100 people in a room. We are just about seven ladies. Mm. Uh, I was sitting like, um, in this space where every other person around me, were guys and they were just speaking, in all these tech terms that I had no idea but you know oh going to your um terminal <laughs> um do you have bash what do you i'm like and i was just like uh What's what am on? i doing mm-hmm. here? you know and then you know like during the boot camp they will say oh they will pick like the top 20 people or something i'm mean, about 100 people and i was just like i don't know what i'm doing here <laughs> but it doesn't look good dude. Like, mm-hmm. so that was and that was just like maybe the um, two um i was into like the old um thing right and i was already feeling that way you know and i was just like this doesn't look good so that was like the very first time when it but, comes to right. development i felt oh yeah right. i'm not i'm not supposed to be here yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, I can totally relate with that because I remember my class too. Steven was in my bootcamp class and Steven and some other folks were always just showing off their tech skills. And I always felt intimidated. I keep saying it up to now. Like if I was probably in a class with other people that had no clue about what coding was maybe i won't have had the imposter syndrome at least at that point but then was the beginning of my own imposter syndrome so steven what do you have to say for yourself
3: <laughs> i want to say that i was in the smartest people there it's like what to you said really it's the first day of bootcamp as well it was it was it was crazy i mean yeah. of course i already had the imposter syndrome even before i got there because mm. i had i had an idea what to expect right the meal i remember there was a freeze in the meal that i still can't forget where they were like describing the bootcamp. by the way where whoever read the mail said something like this is not for the faint-hearted something like that
2: oh jesus and i was like
3: <laughs> "With what that just <laughs> makes <know>. everything better <laughs> exactly and 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 so i had some imposter syndrome but then if i had imposter syndrome before the bootcamp, camp that boot camp day was just maybe it was going to imposter or something now it was just something <laughs> else <laughs> Because like there was all these really, really, really smart, smart people. Right. You know. And it was clear, it was not like people were pretending. You could tell that these guys were really, 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 smart, right? Um and so that was like when I felt the most I guess I, I don't think I felt as much imposter syndrome as I felt during that period, right? So it was right. it was a feeling like, you know, it was just a matter of time before I before I was told that, oh no, you're not really you're not you're not up to the standard, right? And then we had all these all these tests, all it was like it was it was crazy.
0: Oh are like intense. yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: that that was a really really and I think it makes sense, right? In 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 tech particularly. Um because mostly you'd find that people go into tech because of the passion, right? Because you're passionate about building things mm-hmm. and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And then when you get to work. When you get to merge that to your passion and a, a real world experience where you're mm. fixing real world problems mm-hmm. and people are paying for it i guess that's there's a sense of um being a fraud in that in that <laughs> sense where you, yeah you, you feel like um i was just yeah. doing this for fun it turns out that now so,
0: like, like yeah. things are becoming
3: real and so i guess right. i guess it makes sense that way we... so yes um imposter syndrome is very real i've had Countless, countless encounter with it, and I think it's still something that I still have to deal with every mm. day. But I guess we'll get into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean. um and what you said just like also resonates with some of the things that were on my mind because i know that you know it, this is particularly common in the tech community you have a lot of companies where at least when you're like five years or six years in you're expected to have some form of mastery so to speak so you don't really get you're quite confident about some of the things you know but in the field of technology where things are changing like in, <laughs> in the space of how many hours or days you know you can't really say that you in fact when you're giving questions when you're giving answers to questions you're like well it depends you know you can't really say for certain that <laughs> something is the way it is and all thinking in that line I'm also wondering because, you know, it's a common thought that frequently attributing your achievements to luck is one of the signs that you have the imposter syndrome or you're exhibiting the imposter syndrome. So what are some of the things that you think happen to you or keeps happening to you that makes you realize that maybe, okay, I'm not giving myself enough credit or maybe I have the imposter syndrome. So you're smiling. I think you can relate
0: to what I'm talking about. Okay, so let me just first say, luck definitely has something to do with it you know right i feel like a lot of people always try to say oh yeah you got this because you actually work that but yeah you actually work that uh, hard you know to actually mm-hmm. get it but there's also an uh, element of luck it just made you, you know, to probably be at the right place at the right time. And you no, know, just things just worked out for you. So right. the reason why I'm saying that is I remembered like how I started my software development journey. It all started with me seeing a tweet about um, Andela, right? right? And even before then, fine, I'd been trying to teach myself how to code, but mm-hmm. I was just not able to like connect everything i knew know about coding i could write like all these algorithms and all that but how do i connect it to building real life applications Mm -hmm. building like a full full full-fledged application like spotify like facebook right i just did not know i had no idea so learning about um, andela i feel was by luck (laughs) and that really just accelerated my growth you know basically i think um you all know like the story yeah (laughs) so i don't want to like yeah (laughs) but luck definitely has to be now right i feel like every time i feel i really don't know what i'm doing okay i also look at the people around me like these people are smart do i think they are actually stupid <laughs> and they're not able to figure out that i don't know what i'm doing you know right, right. and obviously um i've also been fortunate to work with uh, with people that are really good they are great people and they are always giving me feedback you know oh this is what you're doing very well man i were able to actually do this you are impressed you know and giving me props for the things mm-hmm. i do well so <laughs> i like getting that feedback getting yeah. that you no know, praise from people and people just pointing out um all the things that you are doing to bring, um, yeah. yeah to add value you know right. to the team that actually helps you know um and i think um also at some point there are some topics that you just begin to know more about and maybe you are the you are the go-to person on your team you know for any right. particular topic that yeah. gives you that um confidence um, yeah Mm -hmm. that okay yeah i actually know this topic other people are coming to me to actually learn about it you know and they keep coming back it's not like Mm -hmm. they come one time and maybe they found out okay (laughs) this person doesn't know what she's talking about but they keep coming back so definitely i'm doing something well you know
2: right so, Steven, what, what are your thoughts about that? Do you think that there are some signs that make you realize that you actually have the imposter syndrome? Like, where do you catch yourself and be like, okay, I need to have confidence in myself that I really did this and I deserve the credit?
3: Um, so, I, I guess moments where, whenever you, it's like the attempt, when you constantly have the feeling like, you know, you are the dumbest person in the room, <laughs> right? Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's one of those times when, when you feel like, okay, um, I mean, I'm probably not the smartest person in the in the world, but, <laughs> but um, I probably have a, a thing or two to offer, right? And then those are moments where you realize that it's it's the imposter syndrome. And then that's one. And then secondly, I think there is something that change does to, or not even change, like doing stuff that's outside of your comfort zone, right? right. Maybe like taking on a task that is larger than. that that you think is not um i think it's a lot more difficult than you would otherwise take on or um yes stuff Mm. like that i think moments those moments are moments where you would have that imposter syndrome right right. those those tendencies kick in right where you feel like okay i think this is the moment where Mm. um everyone finds out that um that i'm not as as good and um and yeah i think made very interesting points there where um, I guess if you feel like every other person is smarter than you, right, and 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 they haven't found out yet, <laughs> then 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 it's either you are either not an imposter or or they are not as smart, and uh, you guys are thing. all in the same right. in the same yes shoes, right? The same, right. 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 Yeah, but but on, a, on a serious note, I think it's something that um, you, you you get those trends when, in a more practical sense, where mm-hmm. when you take on more responsibility or when anybody tries to estimate stuff. Or, you know, whenever you want to join a new team, there's always the feeling like, okay, these guys are probably really, really, really smart guys. <laughs> stuff like that. Those are moments right. where you have to, where you'd have to just always sit back and be like, okay, I think that's that's just imposter right. syndrome, kicking in and speaking. And I think I need to remind myself that I'm not as, but I'm able to provide value, right? Stuff cool. like
2: that. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I think one of the things I, I saw, that um, describes imposter syndrome is when you have a deeply flawed image about other people relative to yourself. And um, some research has also shown that the imposter syndrome can express itself in a number of different ways. One, it could be through the perfectionist. And what the perfectionist does is that they always feel like their work could be better. So they focus on their flaws rather than their strengths. And it could be through the experts. Even though they are highly skilled, they underestimate their expertise. It could be through the natural genius. They feel crushed when they don't succeed in goals that they've set for themselves or through the soloists and these ones love to work alone and they often reject receiving help from other people because they feel like their self-worth comes from their productivity. So why Mm -hmm. do I have a strong feeling that this describes a a number of us here?
0: (laughs) Which ones?
2: (laughs) I don't know. What do you you guys think about this different perceived expressions of imposter syndrome
0: huh. if i would relate it to myself i don't mm. think i'm the soloist and <laughs> i'm not the um, perfectionist right. and i think that's because at this point in my career i feel like oh i've been doing this for seven years i've worked on different teams i've worked mm. with, um, four different you no know, um fans, and no one has come out to tell me You really suck at your job. You're not good. So (laughs) at this point, I feel like, okay, throw me into any problem. It might take me some time to figure it Mm -hmm. out, but I will definitely figure it out. Absolutely. So I think for me, that's just like my driving force. Like I just joined a new team this year. And even in those moments where I feel like I'm asking like stupid questions, I don't know anything where anything is in the code base. Mm -hmm one thing that is just always clear to me is, A, you're going to figure it out, you know. Right, um, right. You know, even from, like, everything I've heard from my colleagues, they're like, oh, you're doing, like, way, way better, like, what <laughs> you are going to be doing at this point, you know, right. after joining the team. So, for me, it's really just that, um I just, I guess, maybe I don't really fit any of what you explained, but, I always just think back to, to just look at every other thing that I've done well in the past that took me to this point, right, right. and that's what I always fall back on. You know, that just keeps me going. Like, hey, you are able to do all these other things. You 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 solved that that complex problem one time, you right, know, for right. this company, and yeah, you still have the same brain. You can't do it now, you know. So mm. <laughs> yeah,
2: cool. Um, that makes sense, Stephen. What are your thoughts about those different expressions? I, I, I kind of have a feeling that you're the soloist, but maybe you can <laughs> talk your way out of this. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest, right? I think that, um, I think that I am a bit of all of that, and mm-hmm. I, and it's at different moments, right? There are times when some are expressed a lot more than others, right? Um, there are times when I try to be a perfectionist right where there's a lot more focus on that you know making everything look perfect and there are times mm-hmm. when it feels as if and i think there's one you mentioned about the genius or something yes the natural the genius natural genius right I, I think that's um that that comes into play when uh, after estimation for instance i think there are moments when you estimate that okay this task is going to take um mm-hmm. two hours right and then you get into it and then you realize that it's taking mm-hmm. longer than that Right. right. I, I guess that's because you are you're busy in everything of how you know your speed in accomplishing mm. that task, amongst other things, right? Like it's these are things that should come naturally to you. Right. Right. And then soloists of course, there are times when you just feel like you just you just need to do stuff without asking for help, no matter how mm. difficult it is, you feel like you're able to take on that task. So I think all of them come into play at different times. Some I expressed a lot more. Um I would I would relate more with the with the natural genius and the soloists. For some reason, there are times when I just feel like some things should be should be more straightforward, right? And then you see that right. you're spending so much time on it, and you're like, ah, you feel me. And then other times when you are a little reluctant to ask for help. Um, yeah, those are all things that affects you. Um, mm. I guess there are different ways to there are different ways to mitigate all of that. But I think we'll get to that.
2: Yeah i was i was actually going to say that i okay totally wanted to say something yeah
0: i actually i actually wanted to um to say we miss one more which <laughs> is people that overestimate how long it's gonna take them right. because they just think i really don't know this right, right. and then eventually they pull, like i estimate one week and then i get it done in one day you know so right. i think There's i'm definitely too. like i do that a lot where right. if i feel oh I you don't know this very well, I don't overestimate, you know, mm-hmm. and then eventually I do it in, like, way less time so that's yeah. an
2: option yeah, and I actually think that um, as much as these different um, personalities are expressions of the imposter syndrome it doesn't necessarily mean that if I am a perfectionist or if I am an expert, I have the imposter syndrome, like, mm-hmm. yeah it, it could express itself in form of that, but it doesn't mean, like, if I love to work alone for example or I'm more productive working alone that doesn't necessarily translate to me having like the imposter syndrome or anything so yeah moving on from that i'd like to talk about like how you know some people believe that one of the ways to overcome the syndrome is to talk about it and share your feelings with people because the more you don't talk about it the more it lingers so what do you guys think about this and are there other ways that you think that people can get over the imposter syndrome
0: I think I'll let, I'll let Stephen go
2: first. Yeah, he was already smiling about it. I think he has found some
3: ways. (laughs) Oh, no, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm really thinking about it. So basically Mm. sharing your experiences with others, right? I think, I think, yes, I can see how that helps. Um, it helped because, I mean, when we started uh, this conversation, we talked about how there is, this is something that is more common than, than rare, especially amongst, um, software engineers. And so, Sharing will one expose you to more people who have these feelings, right? Which will make mm-hmm. you feel like you are in the right in the right space. company. Mm-hmm. Right. You're in the right space. And then um sharing also helps others who look up to you who are also facing these issues, right? Um, but how how to sharing as a way of dealing with it, I think can be important. It can be important because you get to see other people, mm-hmm. you get to you you get to see people that experience it in different ways and then you even see you yourself also see people that you respect or you look up to that Mm -hmm. um that have imposter syndrome i think what some some of the things that for me personally uh was a shocking realization was seeing many people that i i consider to be you know really smart Mm -hmm. express some things that you would see as imposter syndrome even albert einstein who is one of the smartest person ever he has there's a popular statement of his that that clearly made it look like, you know, he was being overheld in a higher esteem than,
2: <laughs> than what he thought of himself
3: for. And what he thought of himself. And, and, and right. stuff like that. And then there's, there's a number of people from Michelle Obama to actors mm-hmm. and actresses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people that are really excelling in their various fields, right? And I guess I'm able to see that because just people spoke about it. They shared the, the, the you know. So right. I, I think uh, in similar ways, especially if it's in a new team, it's, it makes sense to speak about that but um the other part of the question which is how can what other ways Mm -hmm. i think one way that i found really effective is to stick to a growth mindset right i I believe that there's two types of mindset there's a growth mindset and there's a fixed mindset the fixed mindset is one where you feel like you are you know i think that's the natural genius like you like we discussed initially Mm -hmm. where it's like you have this level of iq and then everything you do is based on your level of intelligence and smartness while the growth, growth mindset is a lot more about um how you are here today, but you would continuously learn and improve and get better to get to where mm-hmm. you need to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And so having a growth mindset helps to, um, helps with, uh, with, um, with the imposter syndrome because you always know, you, you know, that you are not, um, what you lack today, you, you would, you would make up for up it, for it right. Right? with a lot more learning and, mm-hmm. and, and research, right? Mm-hmm. You keep on, you continuously learn, you continuously improve and that's how you get smarter and that's how you get better. That's how you excel. That's how you achieve mastery, right? In a certain field, I, I feel like mm-hmm. having a good mindset helps a lot in tackling imposter syndrome. And then I also believe that, to be honest, I believe that it is not something that is tackled. It's, it's not the imposter syndrome is not it's not um it's not what it's not malaria where you just take some <laughs> drug and then you are cured, right? right? I don't I don't believe that it's something that you, you cure. I think it's something that you continuously fight mm. every day, right? It's it's something that you always have to overcome. You always have to find ways to. Because, to be honest, I think it can be helpful in giving us some reality reality check. Mm. Uh, there's, we all have our goals and our career ambitions and everything. And we all have people that we we compare ourselves to and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And some of those things are not necessarily the best, but they have ways of improving us. And so a little bit of imposter syndrome goes, a lot, goes some way in helping us to want to get better. right? And having that mm-hmm. good mindset puts everything in context. We know that, okay... We are not there in any way shape or form and then we are not born this way we're not always going to be this way but we're always going to right. keep on improving and I keep on learning and I keep on getting better i think those are ways i i are found to be re- really practical in in fighting oh cool
2: so what are your thoughts about that
0: oh yeah i definitely um agree with with everything steven said you know um it's an opportunity for you to actually grow to learn something you don't know before, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, think. I feel like um, what Stephen said about it helping you stay grounded. I think like that's when it's um um healthy, right? Right. But most people tend to like take it in a different way, where it just um, paralyzes them, you know, mm-hmm. and they just think, "Oh, I'm stupid," you know, and when you get into that um space you don't actually see the things you can do to actually um, make things um better you Mm -hmm. know so you are just stuck in this in this space where you just constantly um keep on beating on yourself you know that hey i'm not good enough and i'm and you know Mm -hmm. that just attracts other things you know that make things worse into your life so but definitely the growth uh, mindset and i think taking active steps you know to actually drive your own um learning you know i think that's what a lot of people don't do enough of okay you see this gap okay so actually i would kind of take a step back and just okay so learning Learning, but also making sure that you are actually learning things that will not make you burn out. So you know, structuring your learning in a way that you are not trying to learn everything at the same right. time. Like, oh yeah, I'm a React developer. I go to Twitter. A lot of tech people start talking about Vue and <laughs> how good it is. I have to go learn. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh Fomo. no, you know? <laughs> Yes, you know it's like yeah. oh because they know this thing and i don't know it then no no that's not it. you just need to um ask yourself questions hey these particular skills right now in my role with the things i'm trying to do with the with the with the with the space mm-hmm. or the or my goals basically No, you know where i'm planning to be do right. I need this thing? Do exactly. I need to know these things? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, oh yes, I need to know these things. Okay, do I need to know it now? Mm-hmm. Do I need to know it like in the next three months? Do I need to know in the next six months or in the next one year? That kind of gives you that space to kind of plan out how you learn right. and how okay. you drive your learning right. versus every day there's always every day there's something that you don't mm-hmm. know about, mm-hmm. of course, you know. Yeah. And then you're trying to learn everything at the same time. No. So you have to actually um Pace yourself, but yes, any gaps that you identify, you know, that you feel, okay, this is something I need to learn. Actually making an active plan, you know, to actually go learn it. Yeah, I think that goes a long way.
2: Yeah, I I 100% agree with that. Um, and I mean, what you said made tons of sense when you talked about like the, um, the needs, learning, learning something on a need to know basis. Like there are things that you absolutely would love to, to know, but it's important to prioritize like, okay, do I need it right now or can I still learn it some other time? Because when you're also looking at some of the things that cause imposter syndrome, you'll see that in some ways it's when you're focusing on things that are your flaws so to speak because if you are really paying attention to the things that you're really good at and strong at not to say like that you pretend that like those things don't exist but I mean it would also help you to understand that you could improve in those other areas that you're not strong when you realize that okay these are my strengths and I actually do really well here I know so I, I mean I think yeah that's that's really profound and so on to the more interesting stuff so i'll start with tolu tolu talked about <laughs> her interest in <laughs> krav maga so i'd like to know like what made you get interested in krav maga because i i didn't even know what that meant until today i had to go and search so full disclosure so
0: yeah oh <laughs> what what made you get
2: interested in it
0: okay so <laughs> <laughs> what made me interested I was trying to like learn self defense, defense because right. I'm quite like petite mm-hmm. and I discover like a lot of guys always want to take advantage of that, right. you know, yeah, let me just unlock her and then she will get failure <laughs> or something. Even people, even, even my guy friends are just doing like jokingly and yeah. that really annoys me, you know, that, eh, eh, <laughs> just because I'm small. So I wanted to learn self defense and I also wanted to get fit. Okay. So I was looking like for classes and then I found Krav Maga. And that was like right. the first time I heard about Krav Maga. And what really interested me in Krav Maga is the is their um tenets basically. Your tenet is your attacker, you leave them not being able to stand up so right. they can come after you again put them right. in the hospital that's just the end <laughs> of krav maga <laughs> and that was mm-hmm. like that was what interested me because a lot of people like you just do sell the fence to get away right but mm-hmm. they, but the attacker can still come after them but this is not you actually put them down
2: <laughs> wow wow that's amazing so yeah
0: that was what got me interested
2: <laughs> okay that's interesting to know um I also noticed that you, t- you, you mentioned something about dancing. So I was wondering like, what kind of dance steps are you familiar with?
0: Hey, see, this <laughs> pandemic has caused my life. <laughs> the hair, the beginning. I, can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't go out to dance anymore, but what oh. I do is like, see almost every day. Now that I'm, um, walking from home,
2: right.
0: right. It's, it's weird. I have my music playing. And then I have a standing desk. So sometimes when I decide to to stand and I have my music on, I just start dancing, you know. (laughs) And for me, I'm not particular about any steps. I just want to move my body. I just want to feel the music. Reactive, right? uh, Yeah, just, just, yeah, groove. (laughs) Groove to the music and the beat.
2: (laughs) That's cool. That's cool to know. So at least my listeners know a little bit more about you. That's interesting. Beyond just the software dev world. Steven, you claim to be okay, let me not say claim. Let me let me be nice here. You consider yourself (laughs) you consider yourself a therapist. Um I assume that's massage therapy, right?
3: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So there's no difference between claim to be and by (laughs) yourself. I'm just putting that out there. No, she has to actually put that um
0: disclaimer. Exactly. But she does not confirm that.
2: Please, that's 100% Fair accurate. Enough. So, I was wondering, like, how often do you use this as a pickup line? Um, Like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, but really, okay. on a more serious note, like, how did you
3: get involved in therapy, massage therapy? It's just, yes, yeah, so there's something I So, it's like this, right? I, I considered that, I think that was like last year. No, not last year. Okay twenty nineteen, I figured that I spent so much time, a lot of time in front of my computer. Right. Right. Um working remotely at home. And I hmm. figured that I have all these other things that I that I'm passionate about, right? And I had some fairly flexible hours I could mm-hmm. spend some other time um practicing those things I'm passionate about. For for many reasons. One of them was just to spend less time in front of a computer. Another one was to be able to have a better work life balance. Right. Right. And and also I felt like that balance will that balance will also help me in in um in being more productive as, at work. Mm. Right. So once I do those things that I'm passionate about. And so I just started to list out some of the things that <laughs> I felt I was interested in and and must supposed to them. Yeah, hmm. going
2: to them. I mean... That's that's an interesting choice.
0: Yeah. How did I get, get on your list? There, there you has know, to be something... You know,
3: exactly. You yeah, no, no. Okay, so it's... Yeah, so like, so it's, so it's the, the trigger. Like,
0: friend telling you, oh, yeah, your hands feel good. <laughs> go oh, okay. what? I don't know.
2: What is it? This is a PG... This is a PG <laughs> <a> show. <laughs> PD I don't
3: written. know. There's probably, there's, there's probably that. I don't know. <laughs> but... But yeah, I felt I've gotten uh, a few massages before, and and uh, I guess I liked the. It was I mean it's a really you can relaxing, say it
2: you can say it you liked the <laughs> you were going to say something
3: <laughs> to say <laughs> <laughs> with well, the environment
0: or the experience
3: one is <laughs> all of them all of them so, so the massage is not the just environment, about...
0: you could open like a massage parlor without it being yeah, a yeah no no yeah right. so the, ma-
3: no, the massage is not just about 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 the touch it's like one of mm. the things right and then it's just the ambience the feel right so so it does right. that I, I liked that that environment and secondly i felt i feel like physical touch is one of my what
2: love languages oh
3: so mm-hmm. oh that makes sense I now i
2: think that actually makes more sense
3: word, word. That,
2: yeah
3: yeah yeah and i think so, that should have
2: been your first reason actually i mean i, started, just come out as, I said, could
3: have just I said, said, I said, said that
2: right okay and so,
3: and so, so yeah so i decided to go and get trained so i i went to massage school and
2: oh that's cool
3: wow. it about four months
2: oh wow and, uh, interesting yeah where so, is that is that in nigeria
3: in, yeah yeah Lagos. In oh yeah. cool yeah. <clears throat> yeah i have a so question
0: are you planning to relocate anytime soon and um, maybe particularly to canada because i have vacancy for boyfriend Just <laughs> the fact that you can't do massage
3: no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, canada is canada is too cold
2: See, this you have real. a you you have a free offer to be in Canada right now, <laughs> Stephen. So I know I mean, would I grab would, it with both I would
3: hands. Put on that, I put it under consideration, serious consideration. <laughs> but I'm interested in to lose self-defense <laughs> because I have a list of people that I would like to put in the hospital, like you mentioned. I would <laughs> send, wait, you I like, nice comeback! Nice comeback! like to put them in the hospital?
2: <laughs> I love yes. to see this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going get my popcorn a, please I'm, I'm <laughs> okay but you can you, you can only do that to people who attack you it's an active um attack like what if you don't video? attack me
3: actively but i feel no. attacked I feel like why are you <laughs> why are you leaving why are you leaving that
0: review oh my on like goodness so
3: much time right now and you're telling me that
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> so, i think you will benefit more from um mindfulness and um meditation in this so, case, right. and then it's defense different
2: so peaceful it looks like you're yeah. all out for violence sometimes easy does it violence. Violence.
3: <laughs> violence. <laughs> violence. so the, those the are giving me that uh, you know looks good to me on my pull request
0: oh yeah so um i had a thought when okay. Stephen mentioned work-life balance And I think work-life balance actually helps to deal with you feeling you're not good enough at your job. Because if all your life is your job, (laughs) then and you feel you're not doing well at at your job, then that just infects every other area of your life. But you have a good work-life balance. You're doing other things outside of work and you're doing great you know, with other things that you're doing outside of work, you're not going to feel the effect of, oh, I made you want stupid error um, at work, you know, mm-hmm. or oh, I didn't really get this done at work. That won't really affect it that much because you just like, you'll you be in a um, mental space to actually deal with right. that well because you're actually doing well in other um, areas of your life.
3: Right. I, absolutely, I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, just, I feel that. And, and I also think that it also that's imposter syndrome like lack of work, work-life balance can be caused by a need to over, just to you know to buttress your points you need to overcompensate so you feel like you're not really doing enough so you always want to spend sure. so much time mm-hmm. you know putting in providing value and everything and
2: yeah.
3: you find that sometimes detaching can be even more helpful, more helpful. To improving your productivity to just you know you're able to put things in a perspective when you don't spend all the time working, right, and then you think about how, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a really good point.
2: So, um, most people that listen to this podcast are people that want to be like you guys. You were very well achieved um, software developers, seniors, team leads, you know, software architects. Um, So, I'd like you guys to give um, one word of advice whatever last words that you have for people that you know struggle with imposter syndrome or any other thing that is common among newbies in tech i
0: would say um you're not the first feeling this you're definitely not gonna be the last but you can actually um mitigate it right you can control it and at every point in time you have to renew your tools you know update yeah update is the right word your tools so you can actually deal with it at, at every point in time where you experience it because you will continually experience it at different points the second thing i would say is um own your learning right uh be an active learner and drive your learning nobody's gonna hand you things like um on a plateau of gold right and the third thing is get a mentor or a coach very very important <laughs> get a mentor um, i can testify to how they actually help you you know mm-hmm. um, anytime you're actually feeling like oh, you don't know anything you know you, you are getting into the space just having someone like a mentor that would actually guide you through mm-hmm. or a coach So a coach, um, when you're actually trying to, to, um, to bridge that knowledge gap, a coach is very important, but a mentor is also important when you're dealing with, no dealing with these feelings of a, I don't know what I'm doing, what do I need to, I I don't even know what I'm in this space. Is it the right career for me? You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a mentor, it's actually very (laughs) important, you know? Amazing.
2: Thank you, Tolu. Steven, last
3: words. Um, I would say take it easy on yourself. Mm. Um you're probably not the smartest person. <laughs> <laughs> probably the smartest person in the world, but you're probably not the best person either, right? Um, and what's what you don't know you can learn. Always have that growth mindset. So mm-hmm. that you can always improve, nothing at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And then um learn some craft maga as well. That's nice that touch. I <laughs> you feel more badass than oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Cool, cool. You guys, like, I can't express how excited and how happy I am to have had you on here. I really appreciate you taking our time to join me and share your experience and your thoughts and everything. And I just wish you guys all the best. And yeah, I hope to see you some. Time soon, hopefully. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I'll, I'll
0: d- definitely. <laughs> you're in Toronto. You're just like um, 40 minutes away from me. Yes, you, from yes. So yes. See. But yeah, thank thanks for um, having me, and of course for your um, listeners. I'm always happy to answer questions. You know, for, sure. for aspiring software developers, you can find me on LinkedIn. Totally love my common affair but please don't drop. Don't don't just drop hello tell me go straight to the point where you need for me and i'll get back to right you. right
2: yeah. Stephen, do you want to send like do you want to um drop something for so listeners to be able to reach you or like um
3: uh, yeah yeah you can reach me via linkedin i think you would drop the link right susan
2: oh yes for sure yeah, true. yeah so LinkedIn as well. you can
3: just reach out ask any question on software engineering or
2: And and therapy, yeah, I knew you were going to mention that. Totally makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you so much, guys.
1: And here we are, guys. We have come to the end of this season. I want to thank everyone that has made this season a success, all guests and listeners. It's such an honor to share with you here. Don't forget to drop a review on the podcast platforms you may be listening on, and share with your friends and tech. Or looking to get into the tech space until i see you again in the next season learn some krav maga take some massage classes peace
0: head over to rewirewithsusan.com to catch up on all episodes Remember to subscribe to your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show. If you have questions, rants or suggestions, send an email to hello at rewirewithsusan.com or DM at Sue Hastings on Twitter. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon.